Good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning, good people. Ah, yeah, you know what it is. Hard worker, scrappy, unfiltered, and sometimes unhinged football content. Hard to explain, but you know it when you see it. Doing it daily, our way. I don't know what you're talking about right now. Redraft and Dynasty Fantasy Football, we got you covered. You know their defense is ranked like 31st in the NFL? NFL draft prospects and rookies? Now you know you in the right place for that. Absolutely. All right, then stop saying it. Then we're done. And prop bets with my man Jay Rich. Count that money, man. Now wipe the crust out of your eyes. Get you a cup of coffee. It's time to wake your ass up with Ray G. You honestly are making absolutely no sense and you sound silly as hell. Good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning, good people. It is Friday, July the 1st, 2022. Welcome to July. We are here. Made it through June. Happy training camp month. Shout out to the sponsors, Prospects, down below. Use the promo code WAKEUP. We're going to talk some wide receiver props today. Make sure you use the promo code WAKEUP. Get you $100 free if you're a first-time depositor. Uh, July, we made it, man. Training camp month kicks off later. Uh, a couple of weeks or less than four weeks away from like the football season officially starting. So get excited. Get happy. Take some vacations. Take some breaks. Relax a little bit. Uh, because once training camp starts, we got football all the way through, shit, what, February, Super Bowl time. So it's a good time to be alive, man. We've, we've made it through the terrible uh, draft cycle that was 2022. Um, I'm going to be updating my rookie ranks, too, over on Patreon, patreon.com forward slash all gas. One more rookie ranking refresh before we hit training camp. That will be done tomorrow. So if you want to tap into the squad, you just got paid. It's the first. Come drop $7 over there and be part of the dope community. Uh, we got a lot of shit going on across the sports world. Uh, NBA news is going crazy, man. NBA drama, best drama uh, in 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 sports as far as offseason drama. The best drama is NBA drama. I saw a video, Jay, of one of the Colorado Avalanche players. Uh, the police almost stopping him from getting into his own parade. Thought it was a civilian. Uh, we also have a conference realignment in 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 college football, shaking the ground. And then we got your boy Miles Sanders uh, saying that he's going to score two to three fantasy points per game. So do not draft him in fantasy football. Jordan, how you doing this morning, bro? I'm good, man. I'm good. Uh, yeah, like you mentioned, a lot of things happening in the sports world, especially in the NBA. You know, a lot of tall, black, athletic guys getting paid and some slow, unathletic white guys making a ton of money. Um, shout out to all of them making their money. But uh, outside of that, you know, we'll see what happens. You know, you were very enthusiastic. You know, you, for, you were Kyrie Irving to the Lakers. Who are the slow, slow white guys making Russell. money? What are you talking about? Who is that? Have you ever watched Nicole Jokic play basketball? <laughs> you ever hey, watched the you ever watched the Kula Yoko, hey, Luka hey, Doncic? I, mean, hey, I don't know who the else richest, the from the Euros. The richest I mean, contract in NBA history, two-time shout MVP. Out to him. But Jokic, man, he man. is uh, Nikola he Jokic. He is not fast, but he's very, very good. He's very, very good. 264 million Bradley Beal, 251 million. Who? Shout out the NBA. Just paying everybody. Doesn't Drake matter London good, tripping, bad, bro. Royce O'Neal. Just... Drake London should have <laughs> stick with, stuck with basketball, man. Just stick with basketball, Drake London. That that NBA money is wild. Yeah, KD waiting to see where KD goes to play. KD is requesting yeah. a trade out of Brooklyn. It's just it's just crazy drama. Every every five seconds, these people are teaming up with these people and stuff we don't get to see in the NFL. You never see that happen, man. Like we're. Like the trade, like when whenever there's a trade in the NFL, it's just like it's insane because it's just like that shit never happens. Like that's yeah. why NBA drama is the best offseason drama there is. 
Uh, but the the big football news, the big stuff that popped off were uh, my USC Trojans. And I got a, the UCLA yes. jersey on uh, today. Uh, not a UL, UCLA fan, but this is a Russell Westbrook jersey. Uh, <laughs> we won't get into that. This is a Russell Westbrook jersey, your boy. Uh, but USC and UCLA will be joining the Big Ten. It is official. Conference realignment is totally underway in in college football um you know this sort of took the sports world by storm yesterday it was something that sort of came out of left field uh, you know I'm a big USC Trojans fan and we hadn't hadn't seen a lot about that man hadn't seen a lot about it and then all of a sudden earlier earlier in the day yesterday uh, Colin Cowherd and Matt Leinart started tweeting and then all of a sudden boom 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 it's ripple effect so you get these two west coast teams traveling across country or joining uh, the Big yeah. Ten Conference. And a lot of the reason why, man, is money. It's TV deals. Uh, that Big Ten Network is making a lot more money than what the Pac-12 Network makes, man. So when you're talking about down in the SEC, those member institutions split like $54 million apiece because it's revenue sharing. Everybody in the conference gets the same bucket. You're talking about the Pac-12 Network where inside that conference, they're getting about $12 million off of that TV deal. Uh, you go to you go to Big Ten. Fox is a big part of this. They are going yeah. to get a monster deal, probably comparable to the SEC. So when you're talking about, you know, can you get a couple of million a year, or can you get fifty, sixty million a year for your institution? It's a no brainer uh, as far as a monetary standpoint. It seems to what a lot of people think is that in the next, you know, five years, there's going to be two super conferences, sort of like the NFL, where they've got an NFC and an AFC. It potentially could be like Big Ten and SEC or this cluster versus the S NCAA and the SEC, however you want yeah, to call it. But literally. Uh, the Big 12 is looking rough today. Uh, the Pac-12 is looking rough today. And then we're going to see what's going to happen with some of the teams like in the ACC. What does Clemson do? What does Florida State do? What does Notre Dame do that just joined the ACC for football? Um, I don't know how much basketball plays into this because uh, March Madness makes these schools a ton of money. Like it's like the second biggest driver. I think it's the biggest money maker in college sports. To be honest, there's about 30 self-sufficient uh, collegiate programs. Uh, but the ripple effect that this is going to have—you got West Coast teams traveling, uh, you know, traveling out, uh, traveling out east for those those day games, or you got these East Coast teams traveling out, or Midwest teams traveling out west for those Pac-12 late night games. What happens with Oregon? There's no way Oregon stays in the Pac-12. Um, so just big news all across college football and, and the implications, uh, the matchups that we could potentially see with USC versus Ohio State every year, USC, Michigan, you know, USC, Wisconsin. It's going to be, uh, it's, it's headed that way, man. Super conference season is well underway in college football. And I'm for one pretty excited about it. I think it's a good thing. I'm happy that these schools are getting their money. Um, and I just like chaos. So while everybody's uh, panicking and all upset, I'm I'm pretty happy and excited about it, man. Yeah, Ray, I think for us as fantasy players, the biggest thing that we'll get is finally a closer thing to an equal playing field across all these teams, right? We have all these divisions, all these different styles of play, the way that these teams ultimately face against each other. Now we'll see, you know, a bunch of teams that are all very competitive playing in the same conferences like we see in the SEC, right? And in this Big Ten, you know, you talked about Oregon and uh, Wisconsin or Washington as well. They also apply to join the Big Ten. So that decision should come fairly soon, actually. Um, so we will probably 
probably see Oregon also join the Big Ten, which would be great. And I, I think the biggest thing for me is like, how does this affect recruiting on top of that? Like, I loved your point about basketball because it will change things. Like there's these conference tournaments that really matter to a lot of these schools. And how does that change things? But for football standpoint, like I love the direction it's headed, right? Um, but I think recruiting will be interesting to think about how does that change? You know, a lot of teams recruit nationally, but it's still a very regional process yeah. as well. But when you're playing against teams across the entire country, you kind of have to recruit across the country, right? Because yeah. so I'm just kind of interested, kind of your thoughts on that, if you have any thoughts on that and how it may impact recruiting, because, you know, you think recruiting is a national thing, but it's also very regional. How would that impact it? Do you think if all these teams are basically playing in two conferences? I mean, recruiting is such a big thing now. I mean, I think it's it's much different than it was 10 years ago where a lot of it was location-based. It was regionally-based. Yeah. Now, um, you know, we saw the Elite 11 going down yesterday. I mean, these, these, it's, it's a national service, right? USC is, is plucked top wide receivers from New Jersey, from Maryland. Yeah. Um, I, I don't think it, if anything, it gives those schools more exposure um, to sort of everybody, yeah, right? Like how many California, you know, like, I think it just gives them more exposure, right? You get this California school traveling out to play Maryland, traveling out to play, well, not Maryland, yeah, Maryland's in the Big Ten, traveling out to play Rutgers, traveling out to play some of these other schools. I think it gives uh, other kids an opportunity to see these players. I don't think it's going to impact. I mean, yes, it will impact recruiting, but I don't think negatively. It's such a big business right now, and there's so many services and people and scouts and directors and directions to where um, I, I think it would be a positive impact, to be honest with you, man, like just more exposure. So, um, you know, there are a lot of people that have a lot of thoughts on this, but ultimately, like, you can say what you want about recruiting, say what you want about basketball. Football, it comes down to money. It's money. Money yeah. talks. And uh, this is not for school pride. This isn't for it. It's nothing other than the TV revenue, the money that's that's being pumped into college football. You've got all these other big companies starting to tap into it. Uh, states legalizing gambling. I mean, this is this is a money move. This is... Uh, do you want to play where nobody sees you in the Pac-12? Like yeah. nobody watches you because you play so late? Or do you want to go be a part of a conference where like you got the midday games, you got the, you got the, you know, it's big be, noon it's Saturdays and shit, yeah, right? It's, yeah. It's, Fox has got a big hand in all of this. So um, it's going to be interesting to see because apparently this is the tip of the iceberg. There have been conversations yeah. with teams like TCU and Kansas and, and all these other schools from the big 12. It's just going to be a cluster, man. Like the, the Big 12 is scrambling to pull play, pull teams in, and it's just yeah. they're not going to generate the revenue that the SEC and the Big 10 will generate. And ultimately, when there's the revenue sharing within this, these conferences, you want to get a part. You want to be a part of the SEC. Like you, you the Pac-12 network's not going to get it done. So uh, it's, it's going to be fascinating to watch this play out over the next couple of years. I think we're headed to two big super conferences. Um, and it's going to be fun for some of the matchups that we get in college football. But Jay, we talked to talked a little bit about uh, your boy Miles Sanders. Let's let's take a old listen, boy. old Miles. What did Miles Sanders say? Let's talk let's talk Miles Sanders real quick. I thought this was thought this was beautiful journalism. Um, that's fine. You know, it's funny funny with fantasy football. Um, how often do you get people, fans, kids, whatever, coming up on the street or? wherever you are, asking you to do something for fantasy? Uh, look, man, uh, I can't. I can't. Fantasy football, um, I don't care about it. 
<laughs> I honestly don't. Um, I don't. <laughs> I can't give you the points you guys want if I don't, you know. Uh, so that's how I feel about fantasy football. So you're going to keep getting two to three points if, you know, that's, that's how our offense is, man. Don't Gotta pick get that ball. Fantasy. Yeah, don't don't pick me up on fantasy no more. I just say that I, I, I really don't care. <laughs> <laughs> Miles Sanders, he said two to three points. Uh, that's not what we want, Jay. I don't want no. two to three points from my running back. Um, I appreciate the candidness. Like it was, it was refreshing. But I felt so bad for poor. <laughs> I feel so bad for poor Miles, man. Um. What does this mean, Jay? What does this mean? What, is, what does this mean for Philadelphia's I, offense? I mean, it's not good for Miles Sanders. If you got Miles Sanders on your team, you can't feel great about it. But I think the bigger takeaway for me was just how defeated Miles Sanders, Ugh. like in the way that he was talking, yeah. he's like, yeah, man, like, yeah. don't pick me in fantasy. I'm not going to get the red zone work. You know, I only had no touchdowns last season. Might see one, might see yeah, two, man. but man, that mother... Boston Scott, he's gonna Boston be heavily Kenneth involved Gainwell. again. Jordan, yeah, Howard. Kenneth Gainwell, yeah, <laughs> they're bringing Jordan back Howard. Jordan Howard. So yeah, man. I just don't pick me. And I, I mean, I appreciate the honesty, right? Like, yeah. if if Miles Sanders doesn't have a good season, we'll look at this video and say, he yeah, told- he was he was right. Yeah. He told us, right? He we shouldn't us. be surprised by this. Um, do I think? But do I think it's a smokescreen? No, but do I think he could still be good? Yeah, like I, I honestly do. If this. If for some reason this like drastically drops his ADP, I'm not out on Miles Sanders because I still believe in the talent. But yeah, to see a guy so defeated that's such a simple <laughs> question, it's just like, oh, maybe maybe I should reconsider my Miles Sanders shares in fantasy because oh, it's man. not looking too good when the man himself is sit- talking like that about his potential outlook this season for the Eagles. I mean, no, I still love was, the offense. I think they're going to score a ton of points, but Miles Sanders' outlook does not look great right now. He was defeated, man. I felt bad. I mean, he he looked yeah. like a man who knows, like, bro, I'm not finna... <laughs> he, did, he just looked defeated. When, Normally, when we get to that 20-yard line, I'm out. Normally, I'm, they I'm give out. you the pie in the sky. They interviewed Michael Carter the other day, and he's talking about him and Brees Hall, and he's like, yeah, we're going to be an awesome tandem. There's enough to yeah. go around. Me and Brees are going to be good. You listen to Melvin Gordon, hell yeah. I'm, I'm Me and Javante, are, we're going to smash, man. We're both going to have 1,000 yards this year. You go look at Dallas, Tony Pollard, and Zeke. Oh, man, yeah, I'm going I'm to do this. We're gonna go to Philly, and Miles Sanders is like, yeah, bro, shh, man. I'm gonna get you two to three points. Don't pick. Don't pick me. Don't, don't don't pick me. Don't pick me. I'm not gonna give you what you want. It just doesn't instill a lot of confidence um, in 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 taking that player early. Let's touch on some quick news. Uh, quick news, Jay. Uh, Debo Samuel has not officially rescinded his trade request uh, from yeah. for the 49ers. Uh, apparently, this Cade Otten, the tight end from Washington and in Tampa Bay, is uh, next up. Best Turn in heads. line to potentially be the guy. Okay, all right. Um, the the Bills uh, coaching staff, they're firmly behind Devin Singletary as the starting running back. Firmly behind uh, Devin Singletary after drafting Don't know what James that means. in the second and trying to get in J.D. McKissick. Uh, it says Singletary remaining the clear back on early downs and James Cook claiming passing, passing, pass catching and breather snaps. Breather snaps. We'll Never see. heard that before. We'll <laughs> Sounds a little subjective. 
we'll see how that plays out. J.K. Dobbins, this is news slash non-news. Highly unlikely that J.K. Dobbins plays this preseason. I probably Makes sense for a guy who's either. injured. I wouldn't yeah. play him either. I mean, he's coming back from an ACL tear. So we'll see. In the last line of this column, let me just read this. Fantasy managers can plan on the 23-year-old being out there for the opener because there's yet to be concrete evidence or reporting that he would, in fact, start the season on pups. So still a lot of speculation. We'll see if he's participating in training camp. The J.K. Yeah. Dobbins situation will be something we all must uh, you know, monitor throughout the offseason. And then let's get to these. What's what I really want to talk about, Jay, is this 2022 quarterback class, man. Um, Kenny Pickett, uh, we, we had heard during minicamp, and th this is the funny thing, right? This, the cycle of what happens in NFL practice, like how the, 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 the schedule works out, like minicamp and rookie minicamp and voluntary, like no one's really there, man. Like it's, yeah. it's not really the guys, right? So Desmond Ritter had been, there was all this smoke. Desmond Ritter could potentially start week one. Desmond Ritter looking great. Desmond, Desmond, Desmond. ESPN's Michael Rothstein believes Marcus Mariota is far ahead of rookie Desmond Ritter on the Falcons. Uh, the only way Ritter finds himself under center for Atlanta in week one is if there would be an injury to Marcus Mariota. Uh, contrary to the spring reports that said Ritter was hot on Mariota's heels, uh, this report runs contrary to that. Uh, I, I don't believe Desmond Ritter will be starting for Atlanta. I think that would be a terrible thing for the Atlanta Falcons to roll out Desmond Ritter as a starting quarterback, and it does not appear to be happening. Also, uh, one Samuel Howell. A lot of people were excited about young Sam Howell. was drafted in the fifth round. Maybe he'll seize a chance on the field this year. Just maybe he gets on the field over Carson Wentz. Nope. Maybe he'll be the number two quarterback over Taylor Heineke. Nope. Uh, they believe that he is going to be the third-string quarterback. The same with Malik Willis in Tennessee. And Kenny Pickett, the only quarterback drafted in round one, number 20 overall to Pittsburgh. Exclusive work with the third-team offense. Uh, and they say Mitchell Trubisky is clearly in the lead to start week one for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Just a word of advice. I'm just going just gonna to throw this out there. Like, if any one of Willis, Ritter, Corral... Uh, Sam Howell, they get a chance to start. You trade them immediately in Dynasty. I, I mean, I mean immediately. These these quarterbacks will they're probably going to be replaced. Like they probably are, Jay. Like it's probably a not a good bet to yeah. bet on any of those cats. And I'm looking at Kenny Pickett, man. You know, we we talked about him on Super Flex. You still got to take him top five, top six. I don't know, bro. Where are you at with Pickett? Like, where are you at with him, man? Oh, it's it's tough, man. It's tough because even if he does start, we don't have a great outlook for him. Like, he's probably going to be in the 20s at quarterback. So, and then what is Kenny Pickett's ceiling going forward? I don't know, man. Like, again, it comes down to is I don't even believe he's better than any of the quarterbacks in last year's class. Like, give me all five over any of the quarterbacks this year, including Kenny Pickett. What is his upside? Like, I do and don't you believe that you could trade Kenny Pickett for Zach Wilson straight up? Like, don't you maybe. believe you could do that? Maybe, maybe right? Maybe. And yeah. and at that point, like, why wouldn't you just do that? Like, so for me, it's if you have Pickett or you're having or you have a pick that would be Pickett. 
I think you just trade it for somebody else. I I don't see a ton of upside this season, but maybe, you know, you never know. He, like he might still, be good. But. I'm still okay with Pickett. I mean, he was a first-round pick. He does have the weaponry around him. This is more so about how Willis and Ritter and yes, Corral and it is so. Pickett. Pickett was a first-round pick. He's going to get a shot. Um, it's just people thought he would start week one, and I'm like, I don't think that's probably going to happen. Like, they're probably going to put – Trubisky, that's why they brought him in. He's a bridge quarterback, man. They brought him in. Yeah. So they can they can ease Kenny Pickett along. They don't have to throw him out there week one. So I think Pickett of of the group, this is the one. If you're going to put stock in any of them, that'd be the one that I'd put the stock on. Um, but you know, Ritter, man, Atlanta's going to be a bad team, Jay. They're going to probably be yeah. picking in the top five of the NFL draft. And you better believe if CJ Stroud or Bryce Younger there, they're not going to not take them because they have Desmond Ritter. Hundred like percent. They're, they're going to take CJ Stroud or Bryce Young. Um, you look at you look at the Washington Commanders. Say what you want about Carson Wentz, man. He's infinitely better than rookie Sam Howell, probably. Like just light not probably years for better. sure. Yes, light years it's better than close. him. And then you know Malik Willis in Tennessee. What could have been? But he's a third round pick, and reports are he's shaky at best out there to be yeah. the backup quarterback in Tennessee. Point is, I don't care if they're the two. Or the three, the moment any of those third round quarterbacks get a chance to start and you get an opportunity yeah. to move them, trade them, man. Don't even don't play that game. Not with these cats. Not with these so cats. So what would you do with Pickett though? Just because I think, you know, the average is usually between weeks four and eight, right? For a first round quarterback to start for most of the time, I believe that's what we see somewhere between weeks four and eight. So if Pitt's like, you know, one and two, one and three, they bring in Kenny Pickett. Where would you go with Kenny Pickett? Would you trade him if you could trade him away for a 23 first? Or would you hold and kind of see what he could become, uh, knowing I, he was a first-round pick? I mean, he's a first-round pick. He's got he's got great weapons around him. The offensive line is still garbage. Uh, he's the one. Um, for better or worse, say what you want about him. He's the one that's got the leeway, right? He's got the one yeah. that's going to have the leeway to fail and then come back and do it again. Let's just say he comes in week eight and he looks kind of shaky week eight through the rest of the season. He's the guy that's going to get a chance to do it again next year. Desmond yeah. Ritter goes out there week eight, and he has two shit weeks. They go back to Mariota. Like, once they, yep. you start playing that game, you're done, right? Matt Corral, you get in. You throw a couple of picks in the week that you potentially get to start. See ya. You're done. Sam Howell, you're a fifth-round pick. Like, one game, and you look awful, you're probably done. Pickett's the one that's got the longevity. So that's the one. I, I, I don't know. I, I probably would not trade him for any random 23 first. Speaking of, okay. did you see the videos? Kayshawn Boutte running around, catching passes? No. Man? You looking good? Man. Look fine to me. Look fine to me. It was Yeah, uh, all I saw all I saw was Mahomes to Sky Moore uh, nah, over the man. weekend. That was that was all the rage on IG. No, nah, man, there's a there's a uh, like it looks like a LSU Manning Passing Academy type deal Okay. In, um yeah, so this was uh, footage from, oh. it's at V-E-R-D-I-N, Verdin, Verdict. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking at it right now. He do, he does look good. Hey, yeah, they nice. only have 66 followers on this uh, on this thing, but it looks Kishan good. Bute is big, man. He's a, he's a thick boy. That's, he's a, he's, that's he's, a man right there. He's a thick wide receiver. He looks good, toe-tapping. Jaden yeah, Daniels man, throwing him the ball. So if y'all haven't seen this, man, tap in. I mean, he's on... Literally, this site only has 66 followers. But Kayshawn Boutte looks healthy, which is good. Kayshawn Boutte yes. is healthy, which is good. He's still wide see. receiver two for you, right? 
uh, right today. Today. Okay. I see, so him, I see him suit up in LSU gear. He's my wide receiver one. I think he's the best <laughs> wide receiver in the country. Um, that's, best, that's just my opinion. I think he's the best wide receiver in the country. So go check him out. He looks He looks good. Looks good to me. He's dancing around, doing the gritty. And he is he's got some size on him to be not he's, very tall. He looks big. He looks big. Hopefully, tall. hopefully it slims down a little bit, but he does look a little thick. Traylon weight on him, right? <laughs> got a little bit of that Traylon weight. All right. What else do we have? What other what other player news is that? What are the comments saying? Get used to that, Mahomes, Sky Moore. Great segue. Mahomes to Sky Moore connection. What a segue. Let's Sky get... is the limit. So Quote, you... unquote, Patrick Mahomes. Sky is the limit. So, you know. S-K-Y-Y is the limit. You know, we've been going through this series where we kind of, we're, we're looking at these props for some of these players, our favorite fantasy players, and trying to decipher, like, man, is this good? Is this bad? Should we be bullish? Should we be excited? Should we be a little bit worried? Is this asinine? And we're looking yeah. at some of these yardage props. We got yardage props, reception props for all these wide receivers. Let's just let's just start with those rookies. Let's start with the Sky Moors and see oh, what the man. people think about about old Sky Moors receiving yardage props. So let's pull it up. We're going over to Prize Picks. Let's pull it up. Boom! There we go. Prize Picks board. You can have fun. Play with us. Use promo code Wake Up. Get you some free money. Uh, but Sky Moore, Sky Moore has the second tied for the second highest. Receiving yardage odds uh, for the rookie wide receivers that they have listed. They still have Traylon Burks at over under 850 yards. No, thank you. Sky Moore over under 775. I mean, what? What? Just let's start there. Traylon Burks and Sky Moore. Is there Traylon's an under? There's there's no way. And I I don't. You would take the over Traylon Burks 850. I don't see it. I just I can't do it. Um. Man, like AJ Brown barely had a thousand. I don't even think he either barely had a thousand yards or he almost got a thousand yards as a rookie. And Traylon Burks is not as good as AJ Brown. <laughs> and so 850, you know, you're talking about more, more, almost as many yards as Devontae Smith last year. Yeah. Obviously, Chase went nuts, Waddle went nuts. Um, but you're basically saying that you think that he'll basically do what uh what is it? Devontae Smith did. And I just I don't see it, man. Like, could he get there? Maybe, but I think I'd want. I think I'd want to see them drop the line, and then potentially I could be in. But they've kept it firm. Like it's been eight fifties from the very beginning. Yeah. Jay, more they did. Jay, they did these, drop a all, little bit. But Jay, I can't. All take these the numbers are insane for these rookies. Um, you don't like Olave's number at seven twenty five. I'm I actually well, I'm fine with Olave. George Pickens, no way in hell he's going for six fifty. I was under George Pickens, under Sky Moore, under Traylon Burks. Jahan Dotson, 650. Dotson's maybe, maybe. If he can be a big play guy, but I think that's that's the part that scares me. I don't know if he can be that big play guy on that offense. Um, but yeah, like Christian Watson, no way in no way in hell, man. I just you, you're not taking gonna over play. 650. Is yeah. he even gonna play? Like I've we talked about this before. People hate it. Like he's gonna be MVS in this offense, and obviously a worse version because MVS has been in the offense for years. I just I don't see how Christian Watson gets 650 yards unless him and Rodgers are just like connecting from week one, which is almost almost London, as ne- I think it's ever happened. What about London? London, Seven, this is London. I'm fine with because again, you're taking a guy who was drafted super high, not wide receiver one. You know, we've seen what these wide receiver ones have done. You know, guys drafted in the top ten, they've been getting you know 900 thousand yards for the past couple seasons. 
I'm fine with 775 for London. I think, you know, I talked about how I think he could be the highest target getter on the offense ahead of Kyle Pitts. Even if the catch percentage isn't great, I still think there's a world where he goes over 775. Like, if he gets 130 targets and he only catches 80 of those passes, 70 of those passes, do you think he can average 10 yards of reception? Drake, London? Yeah, I think he can do that, right? So mm-hmm. I think you're basically there at 10 yards of reception, 70 receptions. I don't think that's crazy. Um, you know, we'll see. I think it's pretty good. And then they're talking about Brandon Cooks, 2750. I don't mind that one either. But I think Drake and Olave are the only two that I'm really looking at for overs. Yeah, the rest are kind of iffy. Uh, what do you, what's your take on Garrett Wilson, though? Because he's only 725. I think I'm leaning under, but there is a world where yeah, I think he can go I, over. I lean under, but not in a bad way. Not because I think Garrett Wilson is bad, but just the offense, right? Like if I took an under, it would be it would just it would be because I just don't believe in Zach Wilson, right? Like yeah. I don't think that that would be it. And I that's think, part of it too. It's the offense, it's Zach Wilson, it's does he get the snaps and does he get the targets? It's, there's a lot of things that could cause him to go under, but I think there is a small world where he does go over. But probability so let's, says let's flip he's the going script. Under. Let's flip the script from just like talking about the prop to if Vegas is right and these numbers are where they're kind of projecting these rookies, like how high should we be on Sky Moore? If if he's projected to have the third most tied the third most receiving yards in this class with Patrick Mahomes, you know, Traylon first, like I mean do you, so that's tough, man, because like, I still don't think I could take him over JMO. It's very close though. Like even today, I'm Ray, I'm, I'm curious where you put the, put them in your ranks because I would have a hard time taking JMO behind Sky Moore just because of what I believe JMO could be when he finally is healthy. But you know, if he does, if he does, you know, tie Drake London in yardage, man, his value is going to be what in the top 50, probably. At, mm-hmm. at, like just overall in dynasty, maybe the top 60, 70. I'm pretty sure he's already in the top 80. So from that standpoint, like Drake London is what wide receiver 12 right now in a lot of services, 775. Yep. If he gets that, he's probably a little bit underwhelming, but you know, I think he could do better than that anyways. But if Sky Moore puts up 800 yards, you know, See, breaks is, the rookie record me, for Kansas City Chiefs receivers. It's there's a lot of things that are going that way. I gotta bring this up. This is this is <laughs> this is this is the problem with with new dynasty gamers, man. Fantasy gamers. London seven seventy five. Oof for my dynasty team. We've been so spoiled over the Literally. last two years where we think um, these guys should just come in and be you know twelve thirteen hundred yard receivers. I'm old enough to remember when DJ Moore had a 700-yard rookie season and the Dynasty community propelled him into the top 12 the following season, and he had 700-and-something yep. yards as a rookie. And now, rookie gets you 700, 800, 900 yards, and you're just you're like, pissed. you're pissed off. This is bullshit. These guys suck. You only got me 811 yards as a rookie. You stink. It's just it's yeah. crazy, man. It's crazy. Like uh, literally, I'm old enough to remember some of y'all are some of y'all are new to the game. Y'all y'all ain't been around, right? But DJ Moore, go look up what what did he have as a rookie? I'm almost positive he was a 700 yard receiver as a rookie in all the mainstream. This was before old GQ. Almost brought, 800, 788, 788. But OG, he only had 82 targets, which is like pretty. Fucking all I'm good. saying is I I remember that happening, and uh, they the mainstream media. Uh, fantasy media propelled him as a top 12 uh, top twelve wide yep. receiver. Now 700 yards, 800 yards. You just poo-poo on it and no one likes it, right? 
Um, yeah. Let's look at some of these other other props. So the the wide receiver with the most uh, receiving yardage prop in the NFL, Justin Jefferson, fourteen seventy five. Good God, Justin Jefferson projected to go out there and just smash right. Uh, Devontae Adams, Jamar Chase, both at thirteen hundred yards. I have both of those guys in on a ticket over Devontae Adams, over Jamar Chase, C.D. Lamb, twelve hundred over that number as well. I'd lock those numbers in. Um, Tyreek Hill at 1100. That's it. Oh man. Now it sounds fair to me. So, I mean, v- what do we expect of Tua, right? We got, we got Tyreek Hill at 1100 Waddle at 1050. That's Ray. I mean, we, we project, I mean, I imagine you would agree that you would, you would project Tyreek Hill to score or to get more yards than yes. Jalen Waddle. And yeah. I'm surprised it's that close, but even 1100, I'm like, ah, oh, man, I don't know. Like, really? I believe, I believe really? Tyree Kill for his career. What's the most yardage he's ever had in his career? I think career? he had a f- 14, wasn't it 14 something? But I know he's only done that like once. Once. Right? Yeah, yeah, he's only done it once. He's only done yeah. it once. And that's with Patrick Mahomes. Um, him and Waddle. The most in his career was 1479. You know, he's been at 1276, 1239 over the past two seasons. So, you know, you get that QB downgrade of only 100 yards. Like, I don't know, man. That's that's tough to come by. I, I mean, I love Jefferson's over, though. I don't know how you feel about Jefferson. Man, I just, I I, I love his over. 1475. If he's healthy for 17 yeah, games. He's hitting this. I just don't think there's any, any way this. he doesn't. He had 1600 last year. And I, Ray, I don't know if you agree with this. I think he's got the highest yardage ceiling in the NFL, like period. Be higher than Cooper Cup. His, his odds than are Devontae to lead Adams. the league in receiving. It'd be interesting to see what his odds are to lead. Well, the he's. I think he's either first or second, right? Okay. I mean, it's going to be him or Cooper Cup for sure. Yeah. Um, I can go look that up, but I, yeah. yeah, I believe he's he's not. It's not like you're getting a discount on Jefferson. People know how good he is. Obviously, led the league in air yards last season, over 2,000, the only player over 2,000 air yards. So there's a lot of things to like with Jefferson. Um, but Hill versus Waddle is interesting to me. I'd almost want to stay away from both. But the one that sticks out that I just can't quite figure out is Debo. And Debo, what do I huh? do with Debo this year, man? Mm-hmm. 1050 is not a lot, and especially with how good he was last year. But we just don't know what the offense looks like with Lance and and what is his role going to be. And we know he's not going to run the ball as much if he's even still on the team. But would you take a shot on Debo over hoping he gets traded? And I think there's still a good shot he goes over even if he doesn't get traded. <laughs> he ain't getting traded. I think the tra- I don't think he's getting the, traded at this point, man. I don't think that's I don't think he's gonna get traded at this point. Seems unlikely, right? Seems unlikely. It could happen, but it seems unlikely. <sighs> What did he have last year? Like 1,100, 1,200 last year? I think it was more than that. Um, hold on one second. I don't know. I don't know. Debo had 1,400 yards last season. 1,400 receiving yards? Yeah, he averaged 18.2 a reception last year. Fuck. And yeah. People don't like he Jimmy Garoppolo, man? 1,400 yeah. for old Debo? God, I mean, he... I mean, he did a lot after the catch, right? Like, let's just yeah, yeah, let's yeah. Just he did do it. All right, let's look at some of these ones. Let's, let's go down to tier two kind of kind of guys. Oh, you, you just skipped Ceedee Lamb like that? I talked how, about how it. I already not... told him 1,200. I took the over. I took the over. I said yeah, that. Yeah, I put him, Adams, like... and, and Jamar on the ticket. Um, Andrews twelve hundred. Deontay ten fifty. DJ Moore eleven fifty. Mike Williams eleven fifty. Uh, more than Keenan Allen. Michael Pittman eleven hundred again. Mooney another thousand yard season. McLaurin eleven hundred. DK nine seventy five. You were talking about Amari Cooper before the show nine hundred. 
A-Rob, the Rams will have two 1,000-yard receivers this year. I would smash the yeah. over on Allen Robinson. Jerry Judy, more projected receiving yards per Vegas than Cortland Sutton. Travis Kelsey and uh, Mark Andrews vying for tight end one with 1,200 yards apiece. And then Christian Kirk down there at 900. What's intriguing in this, uh, in, for, in this group for you, Jay? I think for me it's Deontay Johnson, and I would probably go under. Oh, under Deontay? Yeah, man. It's it. The thing that scares me with Deontay is when does Kenny Pickett start? Because once Kenny Pickett starts, I think it's about over for Deontay, right? And so you think about a guy who had 170 targets last year, 107 receptions, only had 1,161 yards. But there is the Big Ben factor. His A dot was super low, and now you bring in Mitch Trubisky. How does Mitch Trubisky fit with Deontay Johnson? We don't know, right? He can throw the ball outside probably more than Ben can. Are we expecting higher production? Maybe. Um, I love Deontay, but I think once you bring in Kenny Pickett, I think his ceiling goes significantly down. Like I think it goes down quite a bit. And so I, you know, for a guy whose career high is only eleven hundred fifty yards, I think that. Taking the under on Deontay would probably be a smart move because we expect Pickett to play at some point, being the first round pick that he was. I don't think Mitch plays the full season at that point. I don't know. I'm not taking targets away from Deontay at all. It's just what are the quality of those targets, right? What were that's, the quality that's of them last year? Hey, man, say what you want about Big Ben. Big Ben got it done, right? And he's and, he, and he's probably going to get it done more than a rookie will, right? The, for better or worse, he's going to throw the ball more and probably be better than a rookie will be. And especially with Deontay playing outside, you know, I think it's more it's better for a guy like Pickens if he's playing in the slot, for Pratt, Fryermuth, guys that will be closer to the line of sight for Kenny Pickett than guys playing out wide, right? Like, I'm not going to project Chase Claypool to have a massive season with Kenny Pickett at the helm. I just, I don't see that happening. Could Deontay still get it done? Absolutely. I mean, he's a guy who I love, but if Kenny Pickett's going to be the starter for more than half the season, that's that's the problem for me. Is is he is Kenny Pickett really going to throw for 3,000 yards in three quarters of a season? Probably not. Like, Ray, where are you at with Pickett, and do you think he could get it done for the Steelers this season? I mean, we talked about, I think he's, I think, I say what you, he's got to be better than Ben. Like, I don't care what, I don't care how you're slicing this. He's got to be better than Ben Roth. Like that, what Roethlisberger did not do last year, you, you might, like, I'm not even being funny. You might want to go back and just watch some, some highlights and just, or watch just the it game pass. He was ba- awful, awful, man. Like, I just, I don't care how much, how the ceiling you think Kenny Pickett has, if he's going to be the long-term GOAT, if he's going to be... But, you also ha- like, but he also has to get the ball, though. Like, you're, well, you're underrating from, the fact I, that, like, just, Deontay, anybody, Deontay was Ben's guy. Anybody, I get that. But he's still going to be the guy, the focal point in the receiving. Like, they're not going to say... Like, whether it's Trubisky or, or Kenny Pickett, what do you think Tomlin's going to tell him to do? Throw the ball to Deontay Johnson. Just throw it to 18. Like, win and doubt... Throw it to 18. Like, he's going to get the targets. And uh, I'm not saying that Trubisky and or Kenny Pickett are all pro franchise-altering quarterbacks, but their arm is a lot more alive than what Ben Roethlisberger demonstrated last year. Both of those quarterbacks have mobility. They're not sitting ducks in the pocket. They can extend plays. And they're NFL quarterbacks, man. We're acting like Trubisky didn't have any success in the NFL again. I'm not saying he's a franchise-altering quarterback, a franchise-changer, but when you're just talking about their arms versus Ben's, and I get it, 
uh, Ben's mind. He's been there. He's seen it all. He was. He looked like he was in cement back there. I mean, there. Go. I. I. I encourage you to go back and look at some of the shit that Roethlisberger did last year. Like where he's throwing backwards, he's throwing sideways. It's. It was brutal, man. So I, I'm so not no, as so concerned. My point. My point was more so. If you told me Mitch was the starter all season, I'd be in on Deontay. He's. But, but I don't he's, think he's that's the a starter. I don't think that's a gift. But I, but we don't know. But we don't know that because again, Kenny, say what you want about Kenny Pickett. He's still a first round pick. I will bet you Mitchell Trubisky starts majority for the whole of this season. season. No, the majority. whole season, not the majority. The whole season. What NFL player come, starts the whole season anyway? There's injuries. There's starting quarterbacks start the whole season. Yeah, they do. Who Generally, can, they start. The whole I season. think you're. I think you're overthinking this one. I really do. I think you. You're. Even if he doesn't start the whole season, Kenny Pickett's arm is better than what Ben Roethlisberger's arm was last year. Like I don't, it's, I don't, it's, I don't it's see not about how that. you're it's not the fact that rookie quarterbacks that. do not get it done for fantasy. That's just that's the truth. There's no there's there's no debating that they just don't, and that translates to touchdowns, translates to yards, translates to targets, everything. Not just can you get the receptions, can you get the yards? Like it translates across the board. We saw how bad all the rookie quarterbacks were last season, outside of Mac Jones, right? It's it, this is something that happens all the time. It's not like I'm trying to say that they're going to be terrible, but yeah, rookie quarterbacks don't get it done for fantasy. They just don't. All you got to do is throw the ball, man. Like you, you've got but these it's, weapons. It's, it sounds so easy, but then why? Why were all the rookie quarterbacks so bad last season? If all you got to do is throw the ball, right? I, if you told me he was Mitch all year, I'd be fine with it. I'd be yeah. because I, I Mitch is an experienced quarterback. I think he can get it done. But I, I don't believe I don't believe that Kenny Pickett's going to get it done for fantasy. And that's the scary thing with taking Deontay this year. And why, that's why people are out because if Pickett Kenny starts Pickett's for, not starting the season, Jay, it's going. But it doesn't. Mitchell it's, Trubisky it is going. I will right. bet you. I will bet you. Trubisky is the primary starter for the Pittsburgh Steelers in twenty twenty two. Okay, if you take Deontay Johnson in your drafts this year, and 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 Mitch Trubisky started for thirteen weeks, great, you made the playoffs. Now it's Kenny Pickett. Now the production goes way down. Now you lose. That that doesn't help you in fantasy this season. Okay. That well, listen, you set, take That's the fucking bet then. You said what you take the bet. Do you want the bet? I'll find it. I'll take it. Where I'll find it on the sports I'll take it. Take take the bet. So so what's the bet? Deontay jo- Well, let's now that we're now that we've dug in on here, let's go to the receptions. Let's let's just go to Deontay Johnson's. I'd take the under here. I would take the under on a hundred receptions. Yes. But okay, so here's 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 my question to you, right? If they're projecting 100, 100 receptions and 1050 yards, I mean, shouldn't you take the under on both? Because I'm with you. 100 receptions is way too many for Deontay. Way too many. I think he's probably going to get 85, maybe. But if you're taking away 15 receptions from this projection, he's projected to get 10 and a half or not even 10 and a half, like 10.1 yards per reception this season. Which is terrible. It's already lower than his career hot, his career low of ten and a half. That's all I'm saying. Like you're you're projecting him to basically get ten yards of reception. If you're taking the under on the receptions, why are you taking the over on the yards or not taking the under on the yards? Because receivers can catch a lot of balls and not not get a lot. But of That's yards. not that's not Deontay's game. We know that his career high is eleven and a half yards per reception. Last mm. season he was ten point nine. All right, it's, let's, it's, let's, it's not let's scroll happen. through some of these other reception props real quick. The highest on the board, Cooper Cup, 115 and a half. Cooper Cup going to smash again this year. They've got Jalen Waddle out catching and under yardaging Tyreek Hill. So there goes the thing that you just said, right? Uh, Jalen Waddle, more receptions, less yards. Tyreek Hill, less receptions, more yards. 
I don't think that's uh, I don't I don't think that's a, a an out of this world concept to to see happen on a football field. Uh, AJ Brown, eighty two receptions. That's uh, okay, okay. Jalen Marcus Hurts. Brown's interesting at ninety and a half. It's, and he's a, a half. tough projection this year. Found, feels like a lot. Look at like, these. Feels man. like a ton. Pickens fifty and a half. Sky Moore sixty two and a half. So it's like all the reception. Props Would you take London at sixty? I like London. At I like 60. London at sixty. I like I London do. at sixty. Yeah, I like London at sixty. Um, I don't like Deontay at one hundred five. Pittman at ninety five and a half, man. man. That's your boy. That's my boy. That's, that's your boy, Michael Pittman. Where are you at, Ray? You gonna take him? Are you bold like, enough? Last season he had. I like the yards receptions. better than the receptions. I like the eleven hundred yards more than I do the reception prop for Pittman. I could see him with another eighty catch season, but twelve hundred yards this year. Um, DK seventy five and a half. Cortland Sutton. Below Jerry Judy and everything, which to me is a little yeah. weird. I'd rather Cortland Sutton over Jerry Judy personally, Jay. Um, T. Higgins. Even at, even on the receptions, you think so? I think I think your point's valid for the yards. Um, I'd probably rather have Cortland Sutton for the yards, but the receptions, I think I would take Judy over. I mean, you do have to take an extra five, which is more than I'm hoping for. Right, um, right. But I think, you know, with the yardage being close, I would take Sutton. With the receptions, though, I think there's valid reason to see like a five point ga- or five reception gap between the two. Everyone keeps asking about Brandon Cooks. Yes, Brandon Cooks, 80 and a half. 80 and a half receptions, 950 yards for Brandon Cooks. Uh, that's pretty good. You said 80 and a half? 80 he's and a half. Ha- he's hit that half. each of the two seasons in Houston, which is good, and he's been over 1,000 yards each season as well. So I think yeah. you know, you're know you looking at another over probably. Yeah, for I, th- sure. I like Brandon Cooks' line a lot. Ja- Jamar Chase at 75 and a half receptions. Over. Yeah, over right, right? Over. like like easy over like I'm I'm smashing the over. Jamar he had Chase 81 right last there. season and only 128 targets. I think he's easy, easily going to get 150 targets this year. Easily, I think he's he's locked uh, and loaded. You no, know, you're right. I mean, he said hate to be this guy, but got to be an injury risk thing. I guess he's talking about Brandon Cooks. Probably that's probably. Probably yeah, he missed a couple a, games, but still hit it. Concussions, and hopefully, knock on wood, that doesn't happen. Um, anything else that sticks out to you with these receiving props? Receive, uh, receiving props. Ooh, Mooney at eighty-five and a half. That Mooney at eighty-five and a half. A I like little it. High. You think really? that's high? It, I like it, man. He, who else? So he only had to? he only had eighty-one last season, though. But that was with uh, hundred and forty targets. I mean, it's he's it's about to close. One hundred forty again, bro. He's about to get 140, yeah. 150. Who else do they have to fucking throw the ball to? Him and Komet. Think, that's it. That's it. Yeah. I'm a little I, more I'm much bullish more on fields. I'm much than more you in on the. I'm much more in on the yards because I think that he can get it done from a yard standpoint. Um, mm-hmm. They just need to connect on a few more deep passes, and he'll be there. The receptions, though, I think it's a fair line. I don't know if I would necessarily go over, but I do. I don't hate it. Yeah, I think, but I think he needs to get you know one fifty targets. Maybe even more than that if somehow he gets that. Like I think that's the world where he definitely goes over. Being more of a deep threat kind of guy in this offense. Um, yeah. I think that's just how he stands. Yeah, I'm with you on that. Um, Would you take the over on DK? Uh, I kind of like it. I, I kind of like it. I don't it. know what to do with Seattle, Jay. I have, like, real talk, man. I don't know. Who's the quarter? Is it Gino? So is DK it had 75 it last year, right? Which is not good. I have, I figured he had more career See high of 83. Saying? See, but he only had a 58 percent catch percentage last year, which is that's and that was low. with Russell Wilson. Now you're yeah. telling me it's Gino, Drew. Lock. I 
I just I think don't we know have to, Seattle. I think we have to wait to see if Lockett gets traded. Because if Lockett gets traded, then I'd be all in. Because he only had 130 targets each of the past two seasons. Um, that would go up, I think, significantly if Lockett was gone, obviously. It just depends on kind of if that happens. The yardage, though, is interesting because he had 967 last year, but 1,300, obviously, the year before with Russell Wilson. So it's – I kind of – I don't know, man. <laughs> I'm kind of talking myself out of it. I, I want to say over because I think he's just going to be the guy in the offense. And so you take the receptions, Ugh. being a little bit unsure about the yardage being Ugh. there. Dynasty Barry said it's Geno Smith till proven otherwise. He wasn't too bad with Geno, though. Surprisingly, <laughs> surprisingly, he wasn't too bad with Geno. Geno's, but he's, Geno's he's not good, but good Lord, man. That's just a scare. Real quick, Amari Cooper. So we're still waiting on the Deshaun Watson news. We saw Amari Cooper's yardage prop at 900. And then is receiving yeah. his reception prop at 70 and a half. Where are you at with Coop, man, this year? I mean, the receptions feel too light. It really does. Um even with even I, with no Watson, if 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 Watson's out, right? It still feels light. Yeah, like Yeah, because he's he's the only guy there. Like they, they gotta throw the ball to somebody, it's gonna be Cooper. Um, it's hard to see a world where he doesn't see 130 targets. I mean, Ray, do you have any concerns about his health? Um, he has missed games over the past three seasons. Like he missed two and or he missed one game in 2020, and then missed two games last season. Nah, so minor really. health concerns, but not he should really. be the guy. You know, when he's been the guy, he's gone over this number 79 and 92. Like even with Dak being out, what was that all of 2020 or most of 2020? He still had 92 receptions in yeah. that season. Yeah, right? I'm not worried so, about the health. I'm just worried. As about, long as he's the guy, which does Amari Cooper want to play? You know what I mean? Just I don't. I don't think. Uh, I'm not worried about the health. Uh, off subject, but my newborn slept five straight hours last night. Shout out to you, man. That's a good. That's a good feeling to get those five hours, man. I've been there. Been there twice. Um, yeah, it's it's just fascinating to see some of these lines, man. I think there are. If we really dug into the data, man, I think there's some lines like. Amari Cooper or Traylon Burks. I mean, they damn near have the same rece- reception, yeah. point, man. You know, like Traylon Burks is 10 behind DK Metcalf f- for the season. Um, again, I think there's some exploitable lines on here on prospects, and they don't move them often. They have not shifted around a ton. Let's just let's just look at receiving TDs real quick just to see 12 and a half touchdowns for Cooper Cup. Wow. Do it. Do it. Look at these rookie wide receiver touchdown props. Traylon five and a half. Who, Sky, who do you have the most confidence in with that list? The most confidence? Yeah. Either Olave or London. Okay. Oh, I, you guys so can't see what, Drake London, I was actually huh? looking at Dodson a little bit. I think Dodson would be really good in the red zone to where I would consider two and a half is not a lot. for a, it's, it's probably a little bit much for a rookie wide receiver, but he was a first round pick. Right, I feel and so good to get about, three is pretty reasonable. I feel good about Olave though. Five touchdowns, I can see Olave doing that. Drake London, five yeah. in the red zone, just throw it up to him. He's big. I can see that happening. Yeah. Um, more, I don't know. I don't know. That the, the I'd rather bet on some of these touchdown props for these rookies than the damn yardage props. I'll tell you that. I'll tell you that yeah. for sure, uh, for sure. But I like Olave's touchdowns at four and a half and over there. Um, anything else that sticks out? Andrews at eight and a half. Sutton, four and a half touchdowns. <laughs> four and a half with Russell. What are we doing, Jay? Has to be more than that, right? Even Allen Robinson at six and a half. I kind of like it. I, I kind of like it, man. Like he could be, he could be easily at double digits. Maybe not easily, but he should get, you know, seven, eight, nine, 
with Matt Stafford. I mean, the the two primary guys this, in the offense. So him nuts. and Cooper Cup. It's yeah. Sutton though. I want to I want to take the over for Sutton. Ooh. Oh, Mooney Mooney is one. Um, I do want to point out Mooney because I was diving into the data for Mooney, and he had I think the lowest t- amount of touchdowns tied with DJ Moore, um, for a guy who had 140 targets last uh, season, and Mooney's had. Four- and Mooney's had four touchdowns each of the last two seasons. What, two seasons? Yeah, each of the last two seasons. So Mooney's a pretty good bet, regardless of what you think about fields, the offense, whatever. He's done it every year. And so at three and a half, that is a very good bet to take uh, Darnell Mooney over three and a half on prize picks. Bro, Sutton at four and a half. <laughs> yeah. Wow. If, if Let me just say this. If, he, if, if you take the under and he only scores you four touchdowns, that's a colossal failure with Russell Wilson. If all he's going to give you is four damn touchdowns, that is not good, man. Not good. So, again, good. if you like some of these lines, prospects, use a promo code Wake Up, get $100 free, put it in, get these bets in. It's just interesting to kind wow. of see. What is Jay? Keenan Allen's What is Keenan Allen's number? Can you pull that for me real quick? What, the his touchdown, touchdown number? Yeah. Five and a half. Man, so he's hit six each of the last five seasons. That's pretty interesting. I was just curious. I was looking at that. I was like, man, he's, but he's, he gets it done in the, in the red zone, man. But even still, it's a bit of a sweat. Uh, five and a half to six, knowing yeah, six is somebody about his said floor. T. Higgins is a smash it. Yeah, five and a half for T. Higgins, too. Some of these numbers yeah. are quite light on the receiving touchdown side, quite, quite bullish on the receiving yard side. So I know we did have sure. a super chat question from our man Stone. Let's get this in there. We got to, I had a, had a, had a, had a thing from Stone. Let's get that up there. Hypothetical trade. You already have Nick Chubb, Jonathan Taylor, Cam Akers. Would you trade your CD Lamb for Dalvin Cook and Jerry Judy? Would you do that? Lineup league, Dalvin Cook, Jerry Judy uh, for maybe, Jerry Judy, Dalvin Cook. Maybe for, I guess if you're trying to win. Trying to win. If if you have the wide receiver depth, I guess, but I mean the depth really is at running back, so you're deepening your RB pool instead of deepening your wide receiver pool. So I don't feels like from a team construction standpoint, it's a bit of a net negative, but I mean, it could be all right. It could be all right. I, I don't. How do you feel about the question? Is how do you feel about Judy? That's that's the problem because yeah. Lamb's ceiling could be insanely high this yeah. year. Yeah, and Dalvin Cook. I just, I don't know. I guess it's you don't fine, like him? but I would rather I'd rather Jerry Judy. I mean, I'd rather Ceedee Lamb. I think it's, I think it's fine, but I'd I'd rather yeah. I'd rather him. Now, somebody said there was a super chat question before we went live. I don't even know how we find that. How do we? Uh, we I don't, can't, I don't, we can't I don't, find them. Uh, who was it? If you sent the super chat question before we went live, drop it in the comments, and then we'll get to it on Monday. Because I can't, uh, I can't pull up the stuff once I go live. I only see the shit that's uh, uh, doing there. Yeah, man, Mac Miller in the background, man. Mac Miller in the background. R.I.P. Mac Miller, man. Tiny Desk NPR, dope stuff. Silence of the Lambs did it. Silence of the Lamb. Said it was me. It was me. What's the question, man? You got it real quick before we get out of here. Let y'all enjoy your weekend. And somebody said something nice. I think it was uh, uh, he, somebody said like, "Thank y'all for uh, here." It is right here. It's a nice comment. Get out on a Friday. Feel good Friday. Ray and Jay and Chad appreciate y'all making mornings kick off amazing. I appreciate you tapping in with us, man. And I hope you continue to get some sleep uh, with your little one. Hopefully that happens. Uh, I sent the super chat too five minutes before the show. I don't know if he's going to get it in before we get out of here, Jay. But listen, Silence of the Lambs, if you don't get it by the time, by the time I press this outro button, just drop it in the comments and I promise you we'll get to it on Monday. We appreciate y'all tapping in the show. We, well, we'll get to it on Wednesday because Monday 
is 4th of July. So we will not do a show. We will not be here on Monday. Really? We'll be back on, uh, yeah, Jay Rich, really, this American holiday. Well, I mean, right? it's, yeah. it's a yeah. Canadian holiday, yeah. and here I am. So that's, I just want to point that out. Happy Canada Day to all of my Canadians out there. Ray didn't even do me the courtesy to wish you. So here I am at the end of the show, tail end, when no one's even my listening bad, anymore. Bro. Happy Canada Day, everybody, and here Love I am that. Happy doing Canada the show. Day. Shout out I'll Canada. happily take Monday off. Right, here Hopefully goes. everyone has a safe and fun weekend, but I want to just wish everybody a happy Canada Day before we get out of here. That's dope. All right, here it is. 12-team super flex, half-point PPR, 7.75 PPR for tight end, so a little bit of a premium. Pitts and Godwin or Swift and Higgins? Swift and Higgins. Swift Pretty and Higgins. Pretty easy for me. Swift and Higgins. Yeah, Swift and Higgins. Yeah, I don't want this. I don't want the half zero from Godwin. Give me Swift and T Higgins. It's not enough of a premium to make me say Pitts. If it was no. half point PPR and maybe it was a full point for tight end, I'd feel different. But give me Swift and Higgins for sure. So appreciate y'all tapping in. Comment, subscribe, like, all that shit for the algorithm. Y'all enjoy your weekend. Happy Canada Day. Happy Fourth of July for everybody over here in the USA. And we will see you bright and early on Wednesday morning. Don't forget to wake y'all ass up. Reggie, we out. Peace.